Yeah, I said let's ride. I probably jinxed this show. Everything's gonna go wrong. Tom Lee's internet's gonna break down. Uh, Lucas's mic is gonna stop working. I'm gonna keep saying the wrong things, and then I don't know. But that's how that's how it goes. I've cursed us, but that's fine. Yeah, exactly. It's it's 100 what it is. Um, look, this is a full tilt podcast network. We are powered by Fantasy Points Media Group. Shout out to Fantasy Points. Uh, we are also uh, aligned with the best. Um, best ball app complete with multiple games like Pick'em so much more that is underdog fantasy uh, happy to be here this is ep- I cannot believe this is episode 177 already okay and wherever you're listening to this you missed out on the bonus five plus minutes or so over there on YouTube you're going to want to go to the full tilt podcast network on YouTube and subscribe you get an extra little bit of five minutes sometimes it's strategy I think Jigman I went for 10 minutes last week uh, it just sometimes the con- that's that's how the conversations roll. You cannot get that in pod form, so it's a little bonus for our YouTube subscribers. So shout out to that. Um, of course, I'm your host with the most time with hands. I am Thomas Temple FF. With me, as always, from around the world is at Tom underscore Lee nine two. I screwed that up last week, not this week. And also joining us is one of the smartest human beings on the planet. Uh, it is at the cute hurts. That is Lucas Gilbert. Uh, guys, we're 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 ready to go. We got a lot of stuff to do. We're gonna, last week was dreary. Uh, it was a very Halloweeny, very dreary, sad, depressing episode with players who suck this year. We're not doing that. Positivity is key this week, uh, and we are. Uh, we're gonna talk about players that have uh, surprising glow ups. We're gonna have some, uh, you know, some keep, some hold, some trade. Lots of stuff. Everyone's favorite. We got budgie smugglers. We have a new bit. It's just, oh my God, I can't wait. This is going to be great. Absolutely phenomenal. But of course, I'm going to do some ad stuff first. That way I can get it out of the way now because I have it written in here that I'm going to forget. So like I said, if you have not played Underdog Fantasy before, if you go to underdogfantasy.com, use promo code FULLTILT. That is F-U-L-L-T-I-L-T. They will match your first deposit up to $100. That is multiple free entries in best ball, pick'ems, as much as you can play. You can do it right there. And you can play along with us weekly on the Tuesday show as we give you our three favorite pick'em plays of the week. And um, we, we, we ride with it. It's a great time. You can win with us. You can lose with us. We can all tilt together. Uh, it's absolutely phenomenal. And then, of course, you're going to want to go to fantasypoints.com. Look, fantasypoints.com released their week nine chart porn uh, article. It is absolutely fantastic. We're going to drop some information from that here on the on the pod. Uh, it top to and now that that fantasy points data branch is is growing and expanding and ready for full launch, they're going to blow your socks off. So head over to fantasypoints.com and get absolutely plugged in. I think that's all of them. I think that's it. I, th- it. I think. Yeah, I think that's it. I remembered this time. Look at that. See, I didn't jinx this. I didn't jinx this completely. Uh, what's your guys' take on Moss usage? In uh, do you think he's going Will to be, he be unlocked, or is his skill set going to take him to the abyss? Uh, I bet you this week he'll be active, but I don't care. That's my um, yeah. That's my hot take on Zach Moss. He sucks. He always has sucked. He will continue to suck. Yeet. Um, all right, let's go. Look, new segment. Okay, I'm going to do this every week. 
because uh, I just think it'll be funny to be completely wrong about things. We are going to now do Tom's almost hot take of the week. I'm going to every week give you a take that I think is, is locked in, but probably not actually locked in, but it's going to be close. Mark Andrews is not going to play Monday night. He has not practiced all week, and the Ravens apparently are the worst medical staff in football. Uh, they can't tell if a player needs surgery on his foot or not. So he hasn't practiced all week. That means Isaiah Likely, who was the tight end two last week, Isaiah Likely will be a locked-in top five tight end this week. Zero doubt in my mind. It is my almost hot take of the week. I think it's a good one. I think it's I, I think it's bang on. There's a reason I That's picked something. Isaiah Likely as my tight end play of the week on the Tuesday show. All right, tight ends outside of the top ten. I went deep for that one. I had a feeling. Um, that's how we're going to go. My people are here in the comments. Hollywood. We love it. What up, Hollywood? Hope you're having a banging night, man. Uh, I know you are. It's Friday. Hey, that's go what's balls, up, man. Go Look, balls. We're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we are going to get into uh, some of the meat of this here episode. Can't wait. Sit tight and uh, enjoy this clip from Tuesday's show with Jacob and I. I think Greg Dulcich is like a top six dynasty tight end because, Ooh. because tight end, like tight end sucks. We know that tight end sucks. So to me, it's like, who's, who is the better bet to become that elite guy? Who's the best bet to hold all that value. And, and I think you can make an argument in a number of different ways, but like, you know, similar to a guy like Mark Andrews, but really similar to a guy like Mark Andrews, Dulcich was a guy who had sufficient, but not elite athleticism, but yet he was able to win in a downfield role playing off the line of scrimmage in college. He comes in as a third round pick. He comes in as a rookie. He's immediately efficient. He's immediately earning volume. Like, I, I don't know. I'd rather just take a shot on that than like right. go for these like mid options that I, I can I'm, get the same production out of Tyler Higby. So, and I know that you don't have to do that. You can always get the plus on top. So I think that that's, you're like you're gonna for sure be able to get a plus on top on name value for Dulcich. I really believe in most leagues. You know what's funny about that clip is it turns out I was so very wrong about being able to get that plus on top of Dulcich. I was in I was incredibly mistaken. Uh, how bad is Gus Edwards' uh, injury? He only played one game and is down already. It was a different injury. He stumbled. Right, extended his knee. I don't know, but I don't trust the Ravens, so I'm not playing them this week. That's just how it has to be. I don't trust them. They're one week before their bye week. They have a two-game lead in the division. I think that they'll rest their injured guys and, and go against the Saints. I really do. I think that's how it's going to go. Um, look, uh, what do we got? To, all right, look, we're going to do our budgie smugglers of the week. I know I have some making up to do for last week's issues. I'm going to let the other guys go first. Uh, because I'm going to beat my uh, budgie smuggler over the head with a hammer. So, Tom Lee, who do you got? Right. So, last week we said, do you start Andy Dalton or do you start Aaron Rodgers? We were right. You do start Andy Dalton. But none of it was fun. Uh, the rifle was stifled. Uh, was not a good week for the budgie smuggler. Don't know what the line is. I think we're hoping for sort of six positions higher than what the expectation is, I guess, for the budgie smuggler. So, for him to finish QB18 on the week was a bit disappointing. Um Speaking of QB 18s on the year, uh, Aaron Rodgers is this week. So, again, it's a pretty easy bottle. We're going for the guy who plays Detroit. Um, it's in Detroit, under the roof. They're still giving up the most points to opposing QBs. And my one concern, I guess, for Green Bay and Aaron Rodgers in this is that their wide receivers aren't healthy. 
Um, and Detroit gives up the seventh most points to running backs. So you could see some of that production come on the ground and not through the air. But they also give up the sixth most points to tight ends and the fifth most to wide receivers. So it's just a point fest all around. And I like what they're doing in Detroit. They're throwing the ball. They're keeping in games. I'm hoping for a shootout here. Um, QB 12 on, on expert consensus rankings on, on Fantasy Pros. So by the new budgie smugger rule, he has to be a six or higher on the week. And I'm slightly confident that A-Rod actually fires this week because if he doesn't, he's pretty much dead to me in Dynasty. <laughs> I love how you've made this pick just based on how badly you need him to be <laughs> successful. Probably so you can trade him if I know you well enough. And they Possibly. do have, they do, they are tied for the highest uh, point total on the week at 49 and a half. Yeah. So I find that to be interesting, but I am concerned that Swift may not be playing. They did yeet Hawkinson, thank God. So we'll see. Um, yeah, a lot of Kelly hey, Freeman. Right. Damn, Tom looking like a snack. I do it for you, BB. Uh, that's Bryce coming over from us at Twitch. Uh, Budgie Smuggler, oh yeah, best slogan of the... Hey, hey, that's what we do. Budgie Smuggler, you heard him. You heard rigged, all right? Oh yeah, best slogan of the, of segments for the show. That's right. Sponsor the program, all right? The world <laughs> needs to see Tom Lee and a Budgie Smuggler. Get it done. Uh, get it done. Um, Lucas, your Budgie Smuggler of the week. Oh, dang. So last week, I finally actually got a Budgie Smuggler right. Uh, it wasn't too hard. Smuggled a lot of Budgie, though. Oh yeah, yeah he did. Oh my goodness, heat. Whew, that was that was good. He would have been the RB one on the week if it weren't for how, what five RBs scoring over thirty <laughs> points. Like, oh my gosh, uh, wasn't expecting that one, but you know I was very happy with Derrick Henry. Absolutely, just monstrous game. But that was last week. That was last week. And Thomas made a comment about needing to smash his budgie smuggler with a hammer after last week. It's got to be done. This guy's going to be using his budgie smuggler like a hammer and dropping the hammer on the Minnesota Vikings. And that is Terry F1 McLaurin. Oh, my goodness. I am so excited about this matchup. We finally have Heineke back at the quarterback position, just chucking up balls for nobody else to get him except for McLaurin. And the Vikings are 26th against uh, wide receivers uh, so far on the season in terms of points allowed. They're also the fifth worst coverage unit, according to PFF. Uh, if You know, they, they kind of know what they're talking about there. But this is the guy you want in your lineups to potentially be the wide receiver one on the week. But last week said Derek Henry could be Terry McLaurin realistically could be the wide receiver one of the week. All you need is touchdowns. The baseline is definitely there. He's going to take you over the top, going to help you win your week. Terry McLaurin, budgie smuggler. Seemed pretty confident in that uh, against the 6-1 and one Vikings. It's going to be tough. A 43-and-a-half implied total. Uh, that's it's, it's going to be tough to score the points, but maybe we'll get lucky. We'll have one of those weird uh, commanders football games. Look, last week I let the people down. I claimed that Raheem Mostert was meant to be an elite starter. Well, I fucking lied to you. And for that, I apologize. <laughs> However, my track record in this segment, pretty good on the year. And this week, look, there's fewer receivers that need a big week like Christian Kirk does. Christian Kirk needs a big week. He's been not so great as of late. 
Uh, wide receiver 57, 15, 35, 93, and 46 in his last five. However, let's talk some numbers, fellas. Christian Kirk against Vegas, who is allowing plus seven points per game over their opponent's expected points per game allowed to slot wide receivers. Guess what? Christian Kirk runs 75% of his routes from the slot. Vegas, who ranks worst in schedule-adjusted fantasy points per game allowed to opposing wide receivers. They are, however, the eighth best against outside wide receivers at minus 4.2. What does that mean? What's the translation? They funnel targets to the slot. This could be a big 12-target slot, uh, slot game for Christian Kirk. This game has an implied point total of 40, 47.5 should be more than enough for Christian Kirk to do his damage. The Raiders are also the third most efficient, uh, third most efficient matchup for slot wide receivers with plus 132% fantasy points over expected to the position. That's very, very bad. That's absolutely horrific. Okay. There is only one concern I have with this is that Travis Etienne has a phenomenal matchup. The Jacksonville Jaguars offensive line has been remarkably efficient this season, leading the NFL in yards before contact per attempt at 2.53. That should help continue Travis Etienne's insane efficiency. However, the Raiders are so bad guarding the slot, I don't think it will matter. Some play-action passing and a high target volume, which should come his way, should lead Christian Kirk to absolutely finishing inside the top 20 on the week, making him my super sexy budgie smuggler of the week. It's just how it is. Christian Kirk. Can't argue with that. No, he's hey, you can, but the numbers are right there. You can get those numbers and a lot more from the fantasy points chart porn article up on their site right now. Or you can go read some more of it in my thread over there at Thomas Hipple FF on the bird app information you need, you love, and you want uh, Trevor Lawrence or Aaron Rodgers, both underperforming this year. Uh, Trevor Lawrence is the QB 11 on the year. I wouldn't call that underperforming really, but I will go Trevor Lawrence. If you're asked this question in the Twitter thread that I posted, would you do Lawrence cousins and Rodgers for Superflex? And I went cousins and Lawrence. So my answer stays the same. It is Lawrence. We love it. Look, we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we're going to punish a tally together. We're going to uh, have a nice little casual discussion about some footy, if you would. Sit tight. I mean, just no, that's what I think about Algier, honestly. Um, yeah, I think that realistically he had a month-long opportunity to pull away from Caleb Huntley, and, and he didn't really. He didn't in terms of volume. He didn't really in terms of efficiency. Um, he, he ultimately was, was not providing so much value that they were like, oh, we need to make this guy the workhorse, right? They used yeah. him as the plurality back of a three-person committee i'm sure he's still going to be involved when cordero patterson comes back but you know it's going to be patterson's show there, getting the high value touches and then you know we'll see algier and caleb huntley might mix in i think that when you're looking at algier right we're talking about a day three running back like there's really two paths to paying off for day three running back he kind of did it already right you get a month yep. where he gets to be the lead back that's awesome that's honestly quite frankly like probably worth around three rookie pick like the four weeks that you already got so that's good enough Yeah, hopefully you were able to trade away Algier after uh, 
after last week's performance, two decent performances in a row uh, for him. So I'm really hoping. All right, Tom Lee, we're punishing a tallie, having a yeah. nice casual conversation with your mates, like I am right now with you guys. Uh, we are going to do some buy, hold, and sell of some of these players that have uh, kind of upticked a little bit. Um, let's let let's do it. Let's do it right now. Uh, kick us off. Yes, I mean the guys have pulled. Um, these stats on <clears throat> the idea of the tally, pull some stats and just have a lighthearted conversation. So the guys I've pulled are people who I've heard chat about in leagues. I know a lot of likes and a lot of those little interested heart buttons on sleeper have been pressed on. Um, three QBs, three running backs, and three I wide hate, receivers. Can I, just, yeah. I fucking hate that feature. It sucks. <clears throat> it means absolutely nothing. I am never going to approach you and be like, oh my God. Someone's interested. Somebody press the heart button. On my third round pick, <laughs> I'm just—I'm not running to the DM after that. Just fucking send. I would be just, more interested yeah. if you sent me three fab for Lamar Jackson to tell me that you were interested. Like it's, yeah. it's like <laughs> hitting that I'm interested button is fucking dumb. I don't care. I don't care. Yeah. I don't care. <laughs> don't care. Gosh. Carry on. Uh, I love it. Three QBs, three running backs, three wide receivers. So we kick it off with Justin Fields, right? So the way that these stats are going to work, overall rankings first, points per game ranking for PPR is also up next, as well as the current Dynasty expert consensus rank, uh, all according to Fantasy Pros. So Justin Fields, QB 11 on the year, QB 19 points per game, and QB 12 currently for Dynasty. Are we buying, holding, or selling on Justin Fields? Uh, look, I am was already buying going into the season because the price was cheap. Unfortunately, yeah. your time to buy is probably past at this point. I mean, if you look at his just his last couple of games, he's been absolutely locked in. He's had the Lamar Jackson upside that Scott Barrett talked about on our show. Scott Barrett of Fantasy Points talked about on our show uh, when he joined us the second time uh, on the Tuesday Full Tilt Dynasty podcast. He joined us and talked about it. And even the peripherals for Justin Fields before this stretch wasn't too terrible. I mean, QB 23 in week one. He was QB 27 in week two, which was disappointing. Then his worst week against Houston of all teams at 31. Then we started to see some positives, and it all came with his rushing. When he started 52 rushing yards, he was a QB 26. And then things started to go his way finally, and his yards per attempt is really good. They just got Chase Claypool. I don't think his uptick is going to go up, but his efficiency might. So we'll see. Uh, but look, 17 points, 19 points, 25, 24 points, 26 points. It's going up for him. His rushing is going up, and he just looks like an absolute game breaker when he's on the field. He does. I it's want very, to buy, but yeah, it's, it's got a very it's Jalen Hurts vibe to, to it, doesn't it? So like, right. It's the same sort of idea as people are holding back on generally buying because. He has that, well, this staff didn't draft him. What if they get rid of him? You know, new staff came in, backed in Hurts. All of a sudden, he's now sort of QB three to five for a lot of people because the rushing floor breaks the game. You know, if they're allowed to chuck it, and that's really been the only drawback this year with Chicago has been they've had no one to throw it to, and they haven't been throwing during the game, whereas Hurts has. If they start airing it out more and he starts hitting because he can on these guys, it doesn't matter if he throws picks. It doesn't matter if he turns it over with fumbles every now and then because he is an elite runner. So... Right. Um, the talent's still there. It's just a case of, you know, there might be a buy opportunity because people aren't sure about his future. Um, but like you said, the price is a lot more risky now than it was six months ago. So he's a hold exactly. for me. Um, a buy if you can get him cheap, but hold for nothing else. Same. Same. He he is a player that on this very show, I said that I would have 
Mac Jones over him. So I need to he eat did. crow. Since week four, he has been the quarterback two in fantasy football. That's all he needed. Yeah. He, he just, just needed you to tell he, the, the Pete. He needed you to say into a microphone and into the world that you would take a man whose name is McCorkle over him, and it affected uh, Justin Fields' swag, and it just injected him <laughs> uh, with with some some drive. Um, I'm still I buying would, him though. At you, this yeah. point. He was he's somebody that I would consider trading Trevor Lawrence for. Yep. Uh okay. if I can do that. If some people still don't buy into the Bears because it's the Bears. Uh they they run more than Atlanta does, and we all have seen how someone like Jacob uh talks uh vigorously um about Atlanta and Arthur Smith and that whole rhetoric. It's mm. it's worse in Chicago, but I would I'd still rather have an upside type play like Justin Fields over someone like Lawrence who hasn't shown uh, that rushing upside, even though I still think it's there. Uh, they're yeah. both sporadic. They're both <laughs> learning and there's both the situations could be better. So I think that there is an opportunity to buy. And I think that if you can look, I ate shit on the full tilt dynasty podcast two weeks ago for saying that you can move off of Lamar Jackson for similar upside plus a couple of first round picks and no one, I got shit on. Well, guess what? You could likely, in all likelihood, go and trade Lamar Jackson for Justin Fields and at least another first-round pick. You should be able to get multiple picks yeah. on top of Justin Fields for Lamar Jackson. And I'm telling you, please, start exploring that option because, again, I'm not going to go into too, too much detail about it, but until something changes in Baltimore, Lamar Jackson has to be viewed as a low-end QB1 week-to-week with potential week-winning upside every week. I'm not saying he's bad, but something's got to change. And yeah. if you don't have that kind of risk tolerance, you can go and get similar upside with multiple first-round picks for a guy like Justin Fields right now. And I'm telling you, I think that it's not a terrible idea and it's something to look into. I'm just saying it. I'm going to say it right I now. I like it. Fair yeah. enough. Tom, I'm also with you. Justin Fields' stock is going way up, especially in Dynasty. His read on the field is improving uh, with his accuracy. Um, look, and he's still a one read and go kind of guy, but it's hard not to be a one read and go kind of guy when you've got, uh, when you've got the <laughs> wrong St. Brown on your team and Velas Jones <laughs> and Nikhil Harry. I'd be scared to have more than one read myself. So we'll see. I you think that the Claypool is Trevor Mack. I agree with you. I'm just saying there yep. are people out there that, that don't feel that way. I, mean, I think important. the Claypool trade is a bigger deal for Dynasty than it is for Redraft because I feel like this is the Bears organization kind of saying, yes, we believe in Justin Fields. This Not even isn't that. just ending after yeah. this season. Not even that they believe, but they're willing to see it through. Exactly. I think that's exactly. that. Even if they still doubt, even if they still doubt, I think that that shows a commitment to really figuring it out for the rest of the year. And I get it. Fantasy is not real football and they're looking for something completely different. But if he keeps putting weeks together with flashes of that talent, you're right. It is kind of Jalen Hurtsy. And we're not saying that he's going to become Jalen Hurts and that the, the Bears are going to go undefeated. Look, <laughs> Philadelphia already had a good team attached to that. And Justin Fields does not have AJ yeah. Brown. Devonta Smith and Dallas Goddard and all blah, 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 blah. All right. We're not making a direct comparison, but the addition of a wide receiver makes it a little similar in comparison. What's next, Tom Lee? 
So we flow on to Justin Herbert. So far, QB 13 on the year. Of course, they had their bye week. QB 11 as far as points per game goes and QB 3 as far as dynasty ranks. This one should be pretty straightforward. I mean, if there's an opportunity to buy Herbert, you buy. Sure, you buy. Yep. But no one's panicking right now, right? Like they've had injured wide receivers. I don't think the offense has they, changed that much. They shouldn't um, be, but yeah, somebody the is. Still there. So, I mean, if there's an opportunity, there's a bit of panic. Um, sure, buy. But as far as I know, he's a hold for us. Look, mm-hmm. I'm I'm always willing to sell, I'll sell anyone. Yep. <laughs> like I'll I'll move I'll move Justin Herbert for Jalen Hurts if I can get a first on top. <laughs> you know, like I I, I always want to do that with uh, with especially predominantly rushing quarterbacks. I think I've talked about that at great length, but probably not getting that. So no no yeah. need to drive in that uh, too hard. What do you have to add on to Trevor Lawrence to get Justin Herbert right now? The right to name your next three children. There's yeah. no shot. No shot. Fair enough. Absolutely no shot. That's like when I say I'll trade anyone, that doesn't mean I'll trade anyone for anyone if you add enough. All right. Yeah. Like that's not what would you what would you need to add to Tyler Algier to to go and yeah. get Kenneth Walker right now? Yeah, your soul forever. Like that's yeah. you know, it's it's gonna be not worth it for you. But I think with the, the, I think the Justin Herbert discourse is all oh, this offense is overrated. Look, Mike Williams is out. They tried, you know, rotating some really shitty running backs behind Eckler to open the year, right? Keenan Allen's hamstrings have officially left his body forever. Yeah. He's toast, which made me really sad given our preseason discussions, Tom Lee, about how much you were willing to pay for Keenan Allen. That's not it's worked really out. Really sad. Yeah, first round picks. <laughs> yeah, really sad. Really sad that I went out. This and is why we throw it, Herbert in there, right? Because these are the narratives that not only people try to sell us, but our, our heads start making. You know, he's underperforming for the year. You start panicking. You might be the luckiest to be alive. <sighs> it's one of the most elite quarterbacks in fantasy football rigged. And he's had, he's had to do it the hard way, right? Like, he's yeah, had to multiple top tier yeah. programs taken over for a shitty quarterback, having to prove a lot of doubters wrong. And being an elite fantasy asset, I don't know if that's lucky. The boy is talented, unbelievably. Anyway, carry on. So, yeah, so I think that's why we put Herbert in there because we we convince ourselves these narratives start to become a thing. Um, And you're going to see people looking to make moves based on, okay, who's underperforming, who can I possibly get at a discount? So if you're you're an owner, it's just a a little peace of mind, right? Don't start panicking. Really, you look at the stats. He's still performing functionally as a QB, uh, borderline QB1 in every single game. So, yeah, that's what you it's one of those things. It's like when a uh, someone becomes like a waiver wire darling for somebody because you get them yeah. off the waiver wire for cheap and yep. they excel and now you can't let them go, James Robinson. Yep. And you have to <laughs> shove it down everyone's throat, James Robinson. Yep. That, uh, you know, no matter the scenario, it can never be bad for you, James Robinson. So it, when you get that situation and with Herbert, Herbert walked on the field because they stabbed the starting quarterback, Tyrod Taylor, in the luckiest lungs with the needle. All right. Yeah, talk about luckiest QB. Uh, that's that's why you got on the field. You got him later in your Superflex drafts. We talked about that, Tom Lee, in earlier episodes yeah. on returns for first-round picks. And he went out there and he, he balled. We have been – I've said this on the show multiple times. We have been blessed with unbelievable talent from quarterbacks straight out the gate. And so to see a quarterback finally struggle a little bit because he's – He's even lost Jalen Guyton, okay? The the wide receiver version of a fullback for what he does out there. Um, and, and yeah, he's struggling. Well, no shit. 
right? He has no offensive line now in front of him. It's typical Chargers. Everyone's dead on the team. So, I mean, maybe the Chargers have the worst medical staff compared to Baltimore because they stab people in the chest. They can't keep people healthy. Everyone always gets hurt. It's really rough out there. But I'm just saying, of course, people are going to panic a little bit because fantasy football players are fickle. We're fickle. We're fickle. We're fickle bitches. All right. It's just how we are. But it's going to get better. So, yes, you want to buy. However, I, I don't think it's it's still not an advantageous position I think it's gonna uh, to buy. Also, I just want to say shout out Chris. He's hanging over there on Twitch. That's at Thomas Temple FF over on Twitch. Uh, hello there to you, uh, Obi-Wan. Um, look, uh, Blurpy over there on the YouTubes. My team is – oh, you, you're giving me a lot here. Let's see if we can do. Uh, my team is QB Hertz. He has uh, – Devlin Cook, Kamara, Etienne, Gibson, Henry, Drake, Pacheco. All right, you're giving us all. Pittman, Dehop, Amonra, Ew, Waller, Taysom Hill. There you go. Uh, likely and Ingram. Any trade ideas? Teams four and four. Look, I'll I'll say this because uh, these questions are really hard to to break down and through uh, on a live show. You can go to our Discord, which is uh, on our YouTube channel. You can get the link to that. A little easier for us to handle, but trying to get a wide receiver for Gibson and Drake. Any ideas? No, don't do Keenan Allen. We just talked about his hamstrings going missing yeah. package Gibson and, and Pittman for a wide receiver. You can do that. Yeah, I agree. You're on the right track on your own. It doesn't sound like you need a lot of help getting AJ Brown, keeping Sanders, adding wealth of defenders on the side. Plus offensive line is stout this year. Hurts hit a Oh, that's rigged. Okay. Yeah. All right. Rigged, you're, cut, <laughs> you're, cut, you're cutting me off here. Uh, yeah. But yeah, I, I mean, say, yeah, ten team can, league. Yeah, I'd be looking at adding a difference making tight end if I could, rather than looking to try and change those wide receivers. Wide receivers will correct. miss but on it's, the weekly. It's, so if you can get a, a Kelsey or, or a um, got it. It I sounds like it. It sounds like to me, you're you're sitting in good shape and you have the right idea. So I I would try to maybe move one of your running backs, not named Etn. And being able to do that. Yep. And uh, Pittman and Gibson for Adams, I would do that for sure. There you go. Yep. See, you, you worked it out yourself. Uh, getting A.J. Brown, keeping Sanders. Sanders doesn't matter. Adding wealth of defenders on the side doesn't matter. Plus, offensive line is stout this year. Yeah, Philadelphia's kind of had an offensive line uh, pretty good. Hurts hit a jackpot more, on this team, not to mention yeah. the easiest schedule. But he's still been good. So I don't yeah. care I mean, if he's been quote-unquote lucky. to how good he's been, right? Like, yes. like oh, Jalen, shit, we might have a guy here. Let's yeah. go put some pieces around. Jalen Hurts didn't walk into that uh, in his rookie year for the last two games where he absolutely balled out for fantasy. Uh, I, I I don't I don't particularly care about narratives like that personally. If you if you if you choose to, that's fine. But that's gonna not make or break my decision uh, in in fantasy football. Can play all four RBs, two flex league. You love to see it. So yeah, go and get yourself a high priced wide receiver. And if things continue to go south for you, uh, Blurpy, trade those running backs at deadline time. That's and how come and join our Discord. Definitely yes, would ab- love to help you on our Discord. Absolutely, we answer those questions constantly. Hollywood Titans stabbers. Yeah, that's right. Damn, <laughs> um, imagine if Herbert has all these assets. Um, Herbert did for two years. Yeah, uh, Mike Williams, Keenan Allen, Austin Eckler, a fantastic offensive line, the most aggressive coach in football. He had that. And that team just looked, luck it, it looked like how the Chargers looked. It's just how it is. Um, look, next up. Let's flow through these. So what I tried to do was, this was inspired by our, our Discord chat. Someone asked, is there an opportunity to sell high on Tua? Right, so Tua, Don't, at the moment, but yeah. QB, QB 18 on the year, obviously, he had the injury. But QB 7 points per game, QB, 12, QB 11 
uh, as far as consensus ranks go. So he's sitting in that back-end QB1 range, pass-dependent, but has two of the most explosive after-the-catch players ever on his team. So is there an opportunity to sell high? Possibly. Um, but for me, it's probably a hold. I mean, I have a lot of tour, and I'm pretty happy with what he's doing. Um, I don't know how much I'd have to give on top to get up to one of those top-tier guys with the rushing difference-making ability. Um, but Lucas, what are your thoughts on tour? Sell, buy, hold. <laughs> He's somebody that I'm selling, and I I do like Tua. I just Interesting. Th- there's other quarterbacks I like better, or I feel more comfortable about moving forward in the future, especially okay. in so dynasty league. Ooh, if I'm competing, question, I'm yeah. fine with holding. But especially like if I'm my, if I'm in a rebuilding team, and I still find somebody who has doubts about Justin Fields, I'm doing something to move Tua for Fields because I'll okay. feel better about that moving. Forward. Well, look, it's it's unfair to say like I would move this player for this player in a pick because I'm I'm probably always taking that player in a pick because for the most part that's how it is however i just want to ask who who are the who are the quarterbacks that you feel comfortable in dynasty i mean you said it you got to have it in your head you got to know i, I'm I ask. feel i feel better about fields i still want lance even with the risk just because oh. what that upside can be of course you know i want hurts more god than I, I, uh, I wish we could make that that happen uh look i i'm, I, I'm, I I'm gonna i'm gonna healthy. i'm gonna cut you off because and uh, i'm already over your your uh your picture and i'll tell you why uh, they finally, respectfully, they finally have the offensive line that you want uh, on a team to protect a quarterback. All right. He is the second best deep ball completion, right? He's the fifth best true completion percentage. He is sixth in air yards per attempt. Uh, he is not just dinking and dunking. He is chucking the ball deep because he has one of the best wide receivers the NFL has ever seen. He is fourth in money throws with 15. He's also only had 13 danger plays and has thrown 11 interceptable passes in 186 attempts. He has a a coach that looks to be the part. We were worried that he was going to be a fake sharp. He's not. You want to talk about a quarterback that has weapons and offensive line, uh, their pace of play is even not great, but not bad at 20th, yeah. right? They're throwing the ball 36.5 times per game. I know to a miss some time, but still, and he has 24 red zone attempts, which isn't great. Imagine if those red zone attempts start to go up a little bit. Yeah. His passing touchdown, he's, he already had a 6.5 passing touchdown, right? Yeah. This is all it's courtesy also hard of to have red zone attempts when way. your players run from outside the red zone into the end zone. 100 so running that distance you're not going to get many opportunities 100 so. and his red zone completion percentage 66.7 guys like yeah. it is phenomenal and there's still room to improve his his pressure completion percentage his play action completion percentage can all improve still at this point he is third in epa expected points added at plus 83.2 i gotta tell you he's number one in qbr like i i'm ready to buy if I can, even with uh, probably a, an inflated price, because he's showing exactly he has the draft capital, he has every he has the weapon. There's fewer. Look, I don't really like pylon quarterbacks. I say that all the time. If I'm gonna have a pylon quarterback, I'm I'm willing to have Tua. And I think this is really weird. Somebody posted this on Twitter. It, they um they flipped Tua. So instead of showing him throwing yeah, with the right, they with the right flipped hand. it, yeah. throwing it right. And you're, it's a left-handed bias. It looks right. yeah, I admit is. I had left-handed biases, and, and I'm, willing to, um, I'm willing to admit that here on this program. 
So I, I don't understand not liking Tua at this point. And I know Jacob's going to make fun of me and we're going to have, it's going to be a great time, but uh, I drafted Tua in the fourth round in a couple of leagues and leagues that went quarterback heavy. And I've been very satisfied with that. Lucky that that is that I'm not vol hating. How am I vol hating <laughs> Hollywood? I'm not vol hating. Oh, I, I, I make the graphics and stuff. Vols by 50. That was me. Yep. <laughs> I'm pro vols. I'm anti Velas Jones as everyone in the NFL should have been. I'm sorry. He's a 375-year-old senior. It's just not – you don't want that. Uh, I got to shout out the, the best wide receiver, Tyreek. Yeah, he is, he is phenomenal. There's a reason I te- I was making fun of people who are fading him. He was, he was the uh, – Is Tyreek over 30? Uh, I don't think – he it's might like be 30. Not over 30. Yeah. He might he might be, be 30, but uh, <laughs> either way, the guy is absolutely balling. Look, we got some hard yakka down the line. Hope you've enjoyed the show so far. If you're watching over there on the tubes of you, make sure to hit the like, subscribe, notification button. We put out a ton of videos every week. I think we're at like 14 videos a week at this point. It's just absolutely oh, it's insane. More. <laughs> it's more than that. All right, it's more than that. We're absolutely uh, coming at you with the content. Here's another clip from Tuesday's show. Enjoy when we come back, hard yakka, and then we'll get you out of here for the rest of your weekend. Sit tight, everybody. So Edmonds is going to play the boon role, uh, which is not enough to start, but it's enough to make the others not very startable. Yes, uh, it's going to be then, annoying and gross. Like, right. So like basically once it got down to a two man the last couple of weeks, it's been kind of nice because like Latavius has been mainly the guy getting the carries, but Melvin still gets enough carries and then he gets all of the passing down work. And it's kind of like the saddest, like dustiest Chubb Hunt-esque split imaginable. Yeah. Um, but now it's just total like it's you can't I don't think you can play any Denver back like because at this point no it's Evans is gonna have like two or three targets a game he's useless and then you're you're just saying okay which of Melvin or Latavius falls in the end zone this week because otherwise they're gonna have ten carries for forty yards. Yeah, I think it's disgusting, girl. So I just wanted to take this moment to shine this giant W on my Chase Edmund yeah, take. You get the, you get the uh, W from there. The I'm gonna do that. DeBaradox coming in from Twitch. Tyreek is only 28. But also shout out to him because uh, people were talking about him like he was uh, 45 when he went to the Dolphins. So this is, is what it is. Uh, so shout out to Dabs over there on Twitch again. That's at Thomas Temple FF. Um, Chris, look, for people who haven't watched the show before, Chris, every once in a while, he comes in. He has some sports questions. Chris, we'll get one from you now. Hit us with the first question. We'll try to answer it before we move on and do some hard yaka. Hit us with it. Uh, when you're ready. Also, can I just say while well, Chris is typing out uh, the one, it's not often, you know, when your co-host is like 14,000 followers, it's kind of a big deal. Lead analyst at player profile, and I get a rub a take uh, in his face. You know, you got to, uh, I think you got to take that opportunity. Chase Edmonds going to Denver. Woof. Just woof. The best way to spot a truther is how they still find a way to be like, nah, they traded for him. They must want to use him. It's just like, oh my God, it's over. Give it up. All right. Give it up. If we're if we're laying Irv Smith Jr. to rest, can we please lay Chase Edmonds fantasy dreams to rest as well? Uh, we all know Brett Favre played 25 million years, but how many consecutive games was it? Oh my, I used to know this record. It's like it's two... 169, honestly. It... <laughs> nice. Uh, I'll I'll say I'll say 174. Oh. I'm so wrong. I'm so wrong. Oh, <laughs> We're all wrong. We're, We're all wrong? so okay, wrong. Okay, I'm going to change it up to say 243. Seems like a lot of games. <laughs> I, I had okay. to look it up. I don't know why I thought it was that. 
You're not supposed to look it up, Lucas. You're not allowed to say I, anything I now. You broke the rule. I was nope. curious. Nope. I didn't you're know the NFL needed. existed when Brett Favre was playing. This is particularly no. tough for me. <laughs> 297. Well, I changed, my, I changed my vote. I went 242. Uh, Brett Favre, also a douchebag, but that man could stay in the game. Uh, it is what it is. Um, look, we already have an answer to the uh, the questions from uh, Blurpy in the Discord. He uh, give Keenan Allen and Kareem Hunt to get DK and James Conner. Obviously, you do that. You absolutely do that. Uh, so shout out absolutely. to you. That's how quick we get things done in the Full Tilt Podcast Network Discord. We do that. Tom Lee, why don't, why don't you explain what Hard Yak is for the people that might be new listening? Hard Yakker. So Hard Yakker is like, imagine blue collar, day on the tools, uh, we call them tradies out here, but it's just getting the hard work, like me. Uh, digging in. Yeah, digging in, putting your back into it, and getting it done. So it generally for us means a bit more of a deep dive and a bit more. What do you call it? I mean, it's it's more process driven than the. We've done is. more of the work for you. Yeah, um, and there's a bit more detail involved, and we, you know, we love the trade game, especially coming up to trade deadlines. Uh, so these are the guys who are sort of, like Tom said, the surprise glow-ups. So, um, and a little trade game for each of these guys. So we've got a couple each to flow through. Um, we'll start with Tom, because I want to talk about this guy as well. So okay. Tom, why I don't you leave us to... off on... Yeah, I will. so let's, let's roll into Ramondre. Let's talk Ramondre. Uh, that's Lucas. Lucas, you go with Ramondre. All yeah. right. So I, yeah, I'll go with Ramondre Stevenson. Uh, the guy's been awesome. Like, that, that's all we can say is just the guy's been amazing whenever he actually got an rb1 workload he's producing rb1 results big surprise here guys and he looks oh, yeah. so much better than damian harris like damian harris was a fine running back but he couldn't do anything for you aside from score touchdowns ramondre stevens ramondre stevenson does not have to score touchdowns to be good and that's a great thing that we want to see moving forward. I'm really excited. He's somebody who's going to probably be around RB15 for me going into 2023 in terms of dynasty rankings. Uh, somebody that's definitely moving up. He'll probably be a third round pick in your redraft leagues next year at the latest, just based off of what he's doing. And I did find some trades on here. Uh, so definitely want to run these by you. Uh, these are about two weeks old at this point. Uh, first one. Ramondre Stevenson for Jamison Williams. Interesting option, mm-hmm. considering yeah. who else we're talking about on this program today. Um, hard, hard to say. I think I'm taking JMO in that scenario, but very, very tough to say. Yeah, I struggle. With I don't think guy. you it's have like... to. I don't think you have to. Is my thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't think you have to either. But I know. We talked about um, Stevenson last week a little bit. We talked about running backs. And even a few weeks ago when Tom ran us through his updated running back rankings, if you value him... Those are already so outdated. Jesus Christ. Yeah, right. But if if you're valuing him heading, like Lucas said, towards 12 to 15, that sort of running back starting to become worth a a fair chunk. So you're going to have to give up a fair bit. Without having seen JMO, I'm not particularly keen to move him. You know, his price is set. He's only going to go up as he gets healthier. Like I said, I don't think you have to move that sort of piece, but head to head, I'm probably sticking with JMO, but it's tough. I think you can you could be seen to look pretty pretty silly either way in a couple of weeks or, or years' time. So um, <laughs> we'll stick with JMO for now, but not a bad one. Okay. It's gonna be and very then... hard. It's it's gonna be very hard to keep Stevenson out of my top twelve at this point. Like he yeah. the thing is is Damien Harris last week, uh he did run I think it was more routes than Stevenson, but they were kind of empty routes, if you would. I mean, Stevenson already has 32 receptions. He's absolutely the 
the number one guy at this point. Uh, he has 15.6 weighted opportunities per game, which is really, really good. He has almost a 61% opportunity share. Like, it's just everything you want. He's getting the targets. He's already had seven yeah. big runs, so we know that he can do that. You want to talk about missed tackles. Uh, it's, he's forced 34 missed tackles already, and he has a very, very, very solid 23.3% juke rate. He is more elusive than I thought. He is a better pass catcher than I thought. And Lucas, because I was going to talk about him, I'm just going to I'm, I'm, I'm gonna add on to this. I'm going to add on to this, Lucas, because I was going to talk about Stevenson, and then I saw that you had him. I was wrong on a few different levels. Part of my part of the problems with my process specifically is that I am fucking stubborn. I am a stubborn fantasy football player, and I am trying to change that. Admittedly, it is a flaw in my process. I am often too late at changing my direction on a player. And with Ramondre, I have changed this approach, in my opinion. I started jumping on the Ramondre tra- uh, train, even going as far as trading 24 first-round picks for him straight up. Uh, yep. I really believe in uh, where he's going to be next year, whether Damian Harris is there or not. Uh, I feel like he's worth the price of mis- admission. He's giving you everything you want, even on a down year uh, for um, for the Patriots offense. He's currently sitting behind only guys like Kamara, Henry, even Javante Williams. RBs are a fickle enterprise. Yep. But I said a few weeks ago, if he blows up with this role, he's a potential top 12 heading into the April draft, which we all know the April draft can absolutely murder a running back. Mm-hmm. But I'm in. You can consider yep. me... Uh, all in, and I wanted to shout out at Dynasty Zoltan. Uh, he was the first person I ever um, noticed being this far in on Stevenson. I yeah. will disagree with you that he's Derrick Henry or will have that kind of career. <laughs> I know that was our little argument, little jokes on us there, or I guess maybe jokes on me at this point. But uh, I think you were right, Zoltan, and I should have been in on him sooner. So shout out to you and everyone should go look up at Dynasty Zoltan and go sub to his Patreon because he does fantastic work there. So shout out to you. Awesome. Oh, yeah. also, would you do Ramondre Stevenson in a second for ETN? I need I so need this, to know that. Yes. So this yes. Is okay. yes. Right? yes. So, so you would yes. take the ETN side? It's yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. ETN so, is potentially going to be the Dynasty RB1 by the end of this year. Yeah. Like, so okay, I, yeah. I completely agree. But I, I like this structure of trade because I think if there's a buying opportunity on Stevenson, it's not because of a guy like Etienne. It's a guy like Cook or Kamara. If you can get that name, yes. uh, you move down to Stevenson out a second, especially Kamara, who's likely to get suspended next year and has the appeal of still being relevant this year. That, for me, is a really good process-driven trade that I'd way prefer to an Etienne trade. So whoever did this in real life, well done for an Etienne. Um, yeah. But if you well, service there's still people. it's just for me, Kamara for Stevenson, and a second is something if you want to make. You wouldn't even have to do that for a lot of people, especially with Kamara's blow up. You could probably trade Kamara from straight change, like, like you said, that's me changing my process as well because you don't yeah. necessarily want to buy in on younger guys, but this guy's still cheap enough. You could do it. Uh, and what are you losing out on really? Um, awesome. Yeah, 100%. All right. So we mentioned, yeah, we mentioned uh, in the first trade, JMO. So why don't we move on to yours, Tom? So JMO right. or Jameson Williams? My official one. Uh, I just had to look. The reason I wanted to add that in with Ramondre is because I was already planning on shitting on my process, but I th- it is important, and I say it all the time. It is important. To- exactly. It is yeah. about doing the work, looking yourself in the mirror, and understanding where you can improve in your process. And you should be playing with dynasty players that make you re 
think things. And I will shout out again at Dynasty Zoltan FF at Cam's Not Sober. These are people who are some of the brightest Dynasty players that I've ever played with, and they make me be a better player. And to do that, you need to be a little more up to date on player values and fluctuations. And that's why Jamison Williams is so fucking impressive right now. He is not played. He is not played. Um, so let's let's take a look at that. Oh, first, I want to just... I, I've been neglecting the chat here. <laughs> Hollywood Titan. Wow. I agree. Uh, wow, Etienne is RB number one. I didn't say that. That's he not what be. I said. <laughs> I said with his trajectory the way it is right now, I mean, yeah. the RB1 right now on keep trade cut is Kenneth Walker. ETN is already wow. moving into top five. If ETN does rushes for a bunch of yards, like I mentioned at the beginning of the show with his efficiency and continues to catch passes. I mean, yeah, he has the opportunity to be the dynasty RB one heading into April when of course Bijan will undoubtedly unseat him pretty much no matter where he goes. ETN or Brees next year, assuming I'll go. I'll probably draft in redraft more ETN because it's hard for a player to come back from an ACL that late Mm -hmm. in the year. That's probably what I'll do in in redraft, but in dynasty, well, whatever gives me the plus on top of it is what I'm going to take because that's how I rule. But let's talk about Jamison Williams. When I wrote this little blurb up on Wednesday, he was the wide receiver 21 on keep trade cut. The man hasn't played and he has gained value. It is fucking amazing. Since Wednesday, he has already gone up two spots. He's the wide receiver 21 on keep trade cut. And again, I know we talk about keep trade cut and oh my God, it's such a joke. It's laughable. These are ranks made by the people for the people. So wherever you want to get your rankings from or a a reference point from for the change in value, this is what I'm choosing for this particular one. Deal with it. Um, How's that for you? Uh, but since Hawkinson got yeeted to the Vikings, Jameson Williams has already gone from value without even practicing yet. It's incredible. Um, through eight weeks of the season, he's currently sitting ahead of Chris Godwin, Brandon Ayuk, Gabriel Davis. Oh, we lost the uh, Tom yeah. Lee. Keep going. Oh, I got him. Okay. Sorry, I'm I'm reading off my page now, and, and I, I didn't notice that we lost Tom Lee. Uh, we'll get Tom Lee back. This happens. His internet's in Australia. But he's currently sitting ahead of Chris Godwin, Brandon Ayu, Gabe Davis, Hollywood Brown, Traylon Burks, and Jahan Dotson, two ro- other rookie wide receivers who've already played and showed elite well, less Burks, but Dotson has shown elite playmaking ability already. And Jamison Williams has yet to play, yet to practice, yet to do anything. And he's already gaining and accruing value. That is absolutely incredible. I just wanted to point out Jamison Williams because he's a player that I don't think a lot of people are necessarily talking about. But again, he's already ahead of Chris Godwin. Like, that's, I know Chris Godwin's kind of had a down year to this point, but yeah. you weren't trading James Williams for Chris Godwin, Godwin for James Williams at the start of the year. Let it, like, and now yeah. he's already ranked ahead of him again on KTC, wherever you want to get your values from. Again, I don't give a fuck. Okay. You get your values wherever you want. 
This is the source of reference that I'm getting. Deal with it. Um, I Look, I used to shout on them all the time. Now I use them constantly uh, because it's phenomenal talking points. So shout out at K- – we're doing all the shout outs today. At KTC, at Cam's Not Sober, at Dynasty Zoltan FF, fucking A+. plus. All right? There you go. There's all your shout outs. But Jameson Williams, unbelievable that he's gaining and sustaining this much value at this point in his career before he plays. Hollywood, great show fails, got to run. Uh, and go damn vol shout out hollywood and the idp nation i love hollywood titan i'm in group chats with that man he is absolutely a plus i don't know um, who this guy is but he is now my favorite person go balls. <laughs> Let's do it. you gotta you gotta meet hollywood he's he's a phenomenal absolute character uh in the space of fantasy football i see some trades here that i did not uh, go and find uh, because I have a phenomenal human being named Tom Lee that finds all the trades. We're a smooth running ship uh, sometimes, even though I say let's ride. Uh, so what, let's let's hit these trades. We've got to get yours done before we get out of here. Yeah, man. So Jam. So it's funny you mentioned a few of these guys uh, being ranked behind him on KTC, but these are straight up for JMO at the moment. So JMO for Terry McLaurin. Uh, I would take Jameson. I would take Jamison Williams because I don't think Heineke will be a quarterback forever in Washington. Yeah, yeah so I, I think would also JMO. take Jamison Williams because I think we're as a group slightly lower on Terry than it is out there. Um, but it could mean if you like Terry, he's very gettable. So I mean, I love Terry McLaurin. Like I think I probably am the highest out of our group on uh, F1, probably. but I, I <laughs> yep. just with how he's looked with any quarterback not named Heineke. Yeah, you gotta go with JMO. I feel like we all know F1's favorite Tay Tay isn't Taylor Swift. All right, it's Heineke. Love Taylor Swift. <laughs> right, trade to JMO for Gabe Davis. JMO. JMO. Yeah, same. I'm also JMO. Trade three again. Like Gabe Davis. Love Gabe Davis at this point yeah, in the year. This is an anti Gabe Davis take. But, but want JMO. Confirming how these guys get these ranks. Uh, preseason darling Deontay Johnson for JMO. Oh my God, JMO Deontay Johnson yeah. is dead to me. How this is so fall. sad. It'd be interesting I to see what happens with Claypool out now, but um, yeah, I, I finally know. bought into Deontay Johnson, and this is what happens. <laughs> I'm looking at you, FT underscore Maddie. All right, Very Maddie. Different to us buying it on Cup last year. You talked. <laughs> the two you, oh gone. my God, he <laughs> talked me into Deontay Johnson for two years. I yeah. finally bit, and this is what I get. Oh my god! Out here singing simple plans. How could this happen to me every fucking week? <laughs> Correct song reference. Yeah. Oh my god! Oh my god! Every time the Steelers play, I just have to crank my Chemical Romance so I can feel the <laughs> feel, sadness feel of Deontay yeah. Johnson in my lineups. Oh my god! <laughs> Depressing. Next. <laughs> Uh, so we move on. So the last two guys, we'll get through these pretty quickly. So the two that have surprised me the most, one is obvious, and that's Josh Jacobs, because he's currently the RB6 overall, the RB5 in points per game, but he's still Crushing. ranked as the RB17, according to DLF. So are we moving Josh Jacobs for a 23 first? Uh, no. Are we moving Josh Jacobs? Oh, oh, would I trade him? Would we trade yeah, him away for a 23 first? Yes. yes. Yes, I also and I'll actually, I'll actually, I'm, I'll actually piggyback off of something that Jacob and I talked about on Tuesday show, and something that he talked about with, um, 
DFB encounter, also guest of the Full Tilt Dynasty podcast on his other pod, Sweating Bullets, which you should definitely be going into. I'm getting everyone fucking shout outs this week. Go and listen to Sweating Bullets. Lucas, I need you to montage clip every shout out at this point. Oh, because so you got to put them all up. You got to put them all up. Go and download and subscribe to Sweating Bullets on the Bulletproof Fantasy Network. Do it. Um, yeah, I, I would I would be trading Josh Jacobs for I'd prefer a 24 first at this point over a 23 first because people trading yep. for Josh Jacobs most likely we know are going to be late and I would rather the opportunity of a potential earlier first in 2024. Also, Quinn Ewers is the truth. Him and the mullet right, are here to stay. Decision making. That's brilliant. Yes, I love it. 100 percent Do you think you can get more than a 24 first for Josh Jacobs? Like, like, like honestly, like I would be, yeah, I'd be asking for a first and a second, especially if I'm going to 2024 for that pick. Well, and that's the other, that's the other part of that. Thomas, try chemical brothers. Next time see this play, you might like their music electrically, uh, unwired or miswired. All right. I'll, I'll take that into account. I'll let you know. Yeah. And that's the thing because you are moving. There's always the opportunity to add that plus and push it back. And look, people, people will always talk about how, Oh, my pick in 2024 is going to be late. Is it? Is it? Good luck to you. (laughs) Is it? Because you don't know. I've had people be like, I can't trade for your pick. It's going to be too late. Your team's great. And guess what? All four running backs going, I (laughs) are. You don't know. Russell Wilson gets gets out of Seattle. He's going to blow up. He's fucking top five QB. All his options QB or wide receiver ones. Lucas. They're not. Jerry Judy still sucks. He looks better than Cortland Sutton. That's not the only victory much. lap I'm taking right not now because I had much. him over Cortland Sutton. I'm taking a victory lap, dadgummit. Yeah, you're, you're you're taking like the fifth place victory lap is what you're Give taking Give me right my now. wide That's receiver all... 30 victory lap, dadgummit. <sighs> Jesus Christ. So you don't know what the outcome of the season is actually going to be. So don't tell me who's first is late and not because you don't know. None of us know. We have a good idea, but we don't fucking know. Anyway. Sorry, mini ramp. Here I was thinking I'd written a show sheet that didn't involve anyone that would trigger you guys, but you never know. It's just bad, bad faith conversations, man. It just drives me fucking crazy. So the last two trades for Josh Jacobs that I found were Jacobs in the 23 second Christmas candle. I I think I'm taking Debo. Yeah, I think Debo's still got that appeal for me over Jacobs. I think the long term value is still there, and a second's not moving. The needle enough for me. Um, I gotta calm down. I gotta. I let my candle. <laughs> it's very zen I'll, over there. I'll, I'll also take Debo. Yeah, and then the last one for me was Jacobs for Hollywood Brown straight up. Wait, Josh Jacobs for Hollywood Brown? Yeah, I would take Josh Jacobs right now. Uncertainty because, with Hollywood Brown, another yeah, another yeah. injury that could hinder him. We don't know how it's going to operate. Hopkins, like a 37% target share, ridiculous. Hollywood Brown was a top eight wide receiver before his injury. We don't we know Hopkins is king with Kyler Murray. So it'll be interesting to see. But right now, for total value, I would take Josh Jacobs because I'll be I th- I bet you if you traded Hollywood Brown for Josh Jacobs straight up, you would immediately be able to trade Josh Jacobs right now for more than you would be able to trade away Hollywood Brown. I agree. So instead of just looking at it as a one for one, it's like a one for one with like a, a, a side kick in. So I think that should be an avenue you should be trying to explore. That's that's 3D. You know, Star Trek, 
you know, their chess, how there's like three layers that you're playing <laughs> yeah. that you're not playing this chess. All right. Cause there's only one layer. It's one dimensional. All right. You want to play that, that Candyland? Three dimension. Oh, that's okay. Moving on. <laughs> Candyland, Bachelor in Paradise. Jesus Christ. Bachelor in Paradise is elite. All right. I'm not going man. to allow slander of Bachelor. <laughs> so we had to put him in timeout. We had to put him in timeout. We finally did it. Yeah. Yep. <sighs> Next. So the last guy I've thrown in is a little victory lap for myself because the surprise of the year for me has been Geno Smith. My waiver wire darling, uh, and a guy I traded away a 23 second for. Would you guys still do that trade? Would you move a 23 second to acquire Geno Smith for the rest of the year? No. I would. No. Absolutely not. Uh, I just, no. I'm good. I'm G. Like, if you're you're at this point, like, like, I'm buying Russ Wilson. I know I just shit on him. Like I'm buying Russ Wilson right now because he's cheap. I would rather just pay up a little bit more. I traded Hollywood Brown and a second. There you go. With the Baradox, who we saw over here from Twitch earlier, very competitive player. Uh, I traded uh, Hollywood Brown and a second to acquire Russell Wilson. I would just rather do that than acquire a 23 second for Geno Smith. I would just rather trade up a little bit and get a guy like Russ because I don't think shitty Russ will be like around forever. Well, here's what I like about you, Tom, because you either read the show sheet or don't read the show sheet. I'm the not reading the show sheet right now. I am not. Gino you know Smith and Leonard Fournette for Russell Wilson. Yes, I would do that. Yes. yes. There you go. It's funny because exactly. I had no, I had no idea that was next. I have it. I what I'm trying to do. I got comments that I look away from the camera too much. So now up just a little have, bit. And I, I, I agree with you on that one. I think that process yeah, works. Cashing so on the funny. value of Gino this year. People get a serviceable running, uh, running back, quarterback they can use. Uh, so, Lenny's on his last legs. He's running. One of his games was negative 1.7 yards per carry. Oh yeah, and weeks. and so White's coming. Going. White's coming for a snap. It's funny. The bear docs, the panic you had when I accepted that trade within three seconds. <laughs> so what's funny is the bear docs and I usually go back and forth for like two weeks on every trade because we're generally just making fun of each other too much to talk trade. So funny sidebar about the trade I just talked about is I've gone through that league for multiple years, just having one quarterback and I Hollywood Brown, I changed his nickname to QB two because he was my, he was who I played in my quarterback two slot. I refused to trade up for a quarterback value. Uh, but I finally had Josh Allen on by and I had Hollywood Brown hurt. So I finally had to do it. The bear docs had sent me a trade that I immediately said no to. And I countered with Hollywood in a second, expecting him to counter it. And he accepted it right away. And I was like, I've made a grave mistake. <laughs> so have you ever sent a trade expecting it to get countered? It gets immediately accepted Except and it. it makes you immediately regret it because like, who's been injured? <laughs> it's the respect I have for dabs as a player that immediately makes me think I fucked up and I got baited into a trade that I actually didn't want. Like I, I sent it, so obviously I was comfortable with it, but he accepted it so fast that I immediately wanted it vetoed because I felt I like I got that. robbed. So so shout out to the Baradox. That was it happens in leagues, man. Just uh Russ just wanted the money bag requirement from Sierra's marriage contract, heavy spender. I mean, Sierra's uh Sierra's made that bag herself. Her career's nothing uh, no slouch. All right, what do we got? Is that it? 
That's have, it, we, have, we, have we run the gamut on the show sheet? Yeah. Oh my God. What a program. Absolutely love it. Uh, it's been a great time. Let's get some final thoughts. Ozzy slang before we get everyone out of here for their weekend. Shout out to everyone watching all over the place on YouTube, Twitter, Twitch. We love all y'all, man, for real. Final thoughts and Ozzy slang, Tom Lee. Ozzy slang. So if I told you that today for lunch, I'm having a snag Sambo, what am I having? Sandwich. A sausage sandwich. Snag is the word of the day. Snagglepuss, snag, sausage, sanger, sarni, sambo, sandwich. I'm thinking about lunch. It's nearly lunchtime. So, <laughs> welcome to the office. It also, on, we man. also call snags goals. So, see, in sando, so sando for us is like Canadian hockey slang for sandwich. Yeah, sambo, so, sando. Yeah, there we go. We're going to go crush a Sando before Pracky. That's, just, uh, that's what's up. And, of course, Play Naked comes in on YouTube just in time for Geno Smith discourse. No. We, uh, you have traded for Geno more than anyone, and to be fair, it's fucking worked out for you, so shout out to you. Uh, we have another question from Adam Weber over there on YouTube. What's up, Adam? Thanks for hopping in. Hey, guys, I'm down bad at 3-5 and five in a must-win situation. I need to start one at RB2 in a full PPR format. Pacheco, Rashad White, Alexander Madison also need to start one at the Flex, Pittman, or Romeo Dobbs. Uh, I'm actually going to play Pittman still, and then for we'll your get, other yeah, one, oh, my God. I'm going to eliminate Madison because Cook is playing. And I don't really want to play a backup in the hopes of a touchdown. Now let's talk about uh, Rashad White and Isaiah Pacheco. Um, I'm. It's tough to say coming out of the bye, but that's the narrative. Out of the bye, Pacheco. I'm still gonna ride. Like I'm still gonna ride Pacheco because I think he plays more snaps. It's gonna. That's tough, man. You are down bad. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I think Lenny and, and, still gets too much of that to. Um, yeah. To roll. So. I I agree. Um. Also, do y'all like Elijah Mitchell to stash? I would trade him away. Stash him. Don't release him. He's yeah. sitting on your I'm IR. He's not taking up a roster spot. <laughs> sure. But uh, you can yeet him into the sun. He's toast. He's done now. Uh, that's the thing with day three running backs, guys. That's just what happens, Damian Pierce. Um, um, I can't answer that one, Chris. It's it's a that's a baseball question. We'll have we'll have people. Uh, immediately evacuating our uh, our live stream. Is it Cal- over two thousand though? It's, it's like two thousand seven hundred ninety eight or something. Something just. I just said I can't answer it, and then I answered it. Um, <laughs> uh, but yeah, I would flex Pittman over Dobbs this week, and then I would also I would play Pacheco, Pacheco over Rashad White and Madison, and then don't watch because it's going to be gross. Let's check it at the end of the game. It was, was two thousand six hundred and thirty two. I wasn't that far off. There you go. Nice. I know baseball a little bit, a little bit more. Lucas, final thoughts before we get out of here. Oh man, tomorrow's going to be a fun day. That's all I can say. Tomorrow's going to be a fun day. We'll see number one versus number one. Uh, I know not everybody <laughs> watches college football, but dadgummit, I watch college football. And uh, there's been a lot of questions about the game. Uh, Hinton Hooker, do not, do not uh, pick him over Trevor Lawrence. As much as I love Hinton Hooker, don't do that. That's that's, that's malpractice. Please don't do that. I love oh him, Hooker. Don't do that. Uh, but I do think he'll have over 300 passing yards and uh, four total touchdowns tomorrow against the Georgia Bulldogs. Oh my but God! High NFL wise, got yeah. High hopes. Um, look, <laughs> it's going to be great. My final thoughts are this: um, 
first off, go to Movember.com, search up Full Tilt uh, Podcast Network, donate. As you can see, I'm the only one on this program uh, brave enough to have the mustache. There you go, Tom Lee. These other guys are too afraid of their significant others, but that's fine. Um, mine will hate me for a month, and that's that's okay. We got to do it for the cause. However, with all joking aside, it's a crucial month in November uh, for mental health awareness in men. We have, um, you know, it helps with cancer, and the donation is going straight there. It's not going third party and then there. It's all there. You know where your money's going. It's going to the cause. It means a lot. Uh, you can do that, and I'll also be uh, posting the QR code in the Discord as well this week. All your donations would really matter. Um, <laughs> Tom, we love a phrase next time for Australian slang. Always fun to learn. I mean, that's that's where it came from because it was just so good. And, you know, my favorite one is still that we're not here to fuck spiders. It is still I use it all the time, almost daily. Um, uh, we love it here. And look, I always say check out on your loved ones. And Tom Lee, you posted a little story in yeah. the Discord that uh, I wanted to talk about. I say check out on your loved ones, even if you don't know. Um, we say this for a reason. Uh, there was a gentleman in one of the leagues that you were playing in that hadn't set his lineup in four weeks. And I don't know if you guys have played in leagues. If someone doesn't do that, people tend to lose their shit. And that was happening. And then, uh, we had found out that he actually had passed, uh, from his fight with cancer four weeks ago. You You don't actually know until you know, it is so important. And that's again, Movember, for prostate cancer, everything, uh, it, it, it's it's important to keep checking in and to do something about it. There's also a stigma that men can't talk to each other. That's fucking bullshit. It is important to. So remember that. Check in on your loved ones, even if you're not sure they need it. Because it's, it's absolutely necessary, and I'll say more now than ever with how crazy the world is at the moment. With all that... I want to spread some, also some peace, love, and positivity. So big shout-outs to everyone I've shouted out already. Shout-out to everyone watching and listening. And look, if you want to hear something else on, the, on this podcast that we're not talking about, please let us know in all the comments, YouTube, Spotify, Amazon Music, iTunes, Twitter. You let us know, and we will get to the bottom of it. We will bring the content that we are not currently providing to you to you happily. We're content machines. We will make the content that fits your needs uh, right here on this program. So again, big up uh, to everyone watching, listening, sticking it out this long. Absolutely great. Enjoy your weekend. Stay safe. Remember that clear eyes and full hearts can never lose. And God damn, your best days, well, they're always spent tilting. Good night, everybody.